I told the first service, you know, I don't think I want this series to end if I'm going to get introduced like this from now on. Wow. Who is this person? I want to meet them. You know, I love... <laughs> I love the brochure we did. We set, we got these going early. The Super Power series has all the pictures. There's a lot of terrific speakers yet to come, okay? And uh, they're all listed on here. And when you look at this, now watch, listen carefully. You go here, you have all these superhero guest speakers. Your, your first look at this is to think, okay, these are the superheroes right here. But then you look on the front of this, and it doesn't say they got the power. What does it say? You got the power. And that's important. The whole point of this series is for us to move forward and maximize the power of God that's at work in life. You see, revival in your life, revival in your family, in your neighborhood, in every part of your life, every sphere of your life, revival where people are set loose, where people have the fire of God come and live in them. You say, well, what's that? Look at Pentecost, which by the way is our last superpower Sunday. Long ahead, we're coming into. On the day of Pentecost, Fire came and rested on the head of every person that was there. Man, woman, boy or girl, whatever age they were, every single one of them had a tongue of fire come. And what that is, is the same fire that burned a bush that didn't stop that Moses fell down in front of where the presence of God was. That same fire that was seen at Mount Sinai is now living and alive in us because it was prophesied Jesus will come and baptize us with water and with fire. You have fire in you. The fire of the Holy Spirit. I have fire from the Holy Spirit. But the mistake we sometimes make is thinking, wow, these are the power men and women. Oh no, revival will only come when we get into the revelation that that power is alive in me. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead on the third day now lives inside of me. And I can speak in faith, I can walk in power. You see, the enemy's strategy is to have you forget that fire that is in you. To think that his challenges against you are greater than what you can overcome. And so, I want to talk in this service. By the way, I'll have a different message in the third. Some of you need to come back for that one. It's so good. I mean, I was even happy with it. That's in this uh, four o'clock service. But I want to talk about the reality that you and I are superheroes, that we have the fire of God living in us. And again, that's not because I'm being loud and proud of what God's done, but it's the reality of the word of God that says we are more than conquerors. Everyone's heard that. Well, what does that mean? What does a conqueror do? He takes territory. 
She stands at the end of the battle. When everyone else is finished, she's still standing, holding the sword of the Lord in her hands. She's still there. But to be more than a conqueror is to overcome every enemy in Jesus' name. I pray that right now across this auditorium, that everything that's coming against you is already defeated in Jesus' name. We don't try to work toward victory. We live from it in Jesus' name. And so to be more than a conqueror means that we have finished the battle, we're still standing, and now we take a seat. We're more than a conqueror. Conquerors then begin to reign over the territory they've taken in Jesus' name. See, that's why the scripture says that we are now seated with Christ Ephesians 2, in heavenly places. We have already taken our place with him. In the Revelation, in the Offenbarung, Jesus says, those who overcome will sit with me on my throne. I'll never forget the first time I taught that in a class, and I stopped just reading it and went, oh my God. Jesus, the Lord of the universe, is making room for us to sit down with him and reign with him, not in some future when we're flying around and playing harps, which is not true, not in some future heavenly kingdom, which is coming, but right here and right now. We are now more than conquerors. So I want to talk to you about six secrets for superpower living. Six secrets. You know, most superheroes had a secret. Samson had a secret to his strength. It was his long hair. When I was a teenager, I tried to tell my school where I went, they didn't want boys wearing long hair. I said, hey, Samson had a secret to his strength. It was long hair. Can, I know it would be hard for you to imagine me with hair down to my shoulders. There was a time. You don't want to see those pictures. Oh, you probably do. So our secret to our power, dear friends, is not a secret. It's God. Don't miss this about this series. Having superpower is not about us going, look at me. I'm faster than a speeding train. All of that kind of stuff. I'm a superhero. We love superheroes. This is not about us. It's about the power of God in us. We are nothing without him, but with him, we are everything. We're more than conquerors. We reign with him and we'll rule with him now and forever in Jesus' name. So I want us to get a greater revelation of that because it'll transform this church. It will impact every area of your life and mine. And we will not recognize ourselves or the world around us in the same way a year from now. You see, here's a secret that's not on my list. The, the, the fruit of what we're pursuing here, of what we're pushing into, is change. You say, well, I don't like change. I don't like change at work. Some of you are going, oh, I, don't, I get a little scared with change. But when you have that fire alive in you, you can't stay the same. You will love him more next year. You'll have a greater ability by next year to love your enemies, to be able to press in and pray, to move forward in faith. It will grow. It can't help but do that. So let me give you some things that I've learned 
that will move you forward, that will maximize your ability to take hold of the power of God that already belongs to you. Are you ready? So if you're writing notes, this this message is called Six Secrets to Superpower Living. Ooh, that sounds cool. So number one is this. Put God first. Put God first. You're going, wait a minute, that's a secret? Watch this now. I'm calling these secrets because you, you can commonly know something. Are you listening? You can commonly know something, but until you experience it personally, it's still a secret to you. Do you hear what I'm telling you? And, and it's easy to say, well, of course you're going to tell us in church, you're the pastor, put God first. No, no, I'm serious. Put God first. That'll create, because here's why. It honors him. And scripture says, when you honor me, God says, you honor me and I'll honor you. You, you lift me up, I will lift you up. Friends, I've lived a lifetime and seen it over and over again. Whenever I press in and choose in my decisions, choose in my choices in life to honor God and ask the question, what will honor you, Father, the most? Lead me to those places, those people, those decisions where you receive the greatest honor. And whenever I've done that, it always flows back. And one of the great benefits of making that decision, our faith is not based on our feelings. Hallelujah. There were some days last week I was going, I want to die. Zazakrunk. Have you ever been so sick you go, I don't think I'll ever get better. Come on, somebody else be real with me. You know, about the third day in, you've been taking all the stuff and you're still coughing up things that, that don't ever deserve to be alive. I don't feel very faithful and faith-filled right now. Praise God, it's not based on how we feel. Your faith and mine is a decision. Are you hearing? It's a decision to say, God, whether I'm coughing, whether I'm sick, having appendix out, hello, a few months, a few weeks ago, whatever it is, I'm still going to praise you. I may not be able to stretch up and go, I may not be able to stretch all the way up, but I'm going to praise you. It doesn't matter what's happening. It doesn't matter how I feel, what somebody else has said about me, what my bank account says, what the doctor says. It doesn't matter. I'm going to be faithful to you. And one of the benefits is when we choose to elevate him consistently, this is amazing. There's this confidence that comes in his promises. You can be reading the Bible and all of a sudden your eyes open and you realize, oh my, oh my, I'm a beloved son, daughter of the Most High God, not based on what I do, but what he's done. I'm already seated in heavenly places. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a king and a conqueror. All the things we say regularly, and you can hear them, and you can hear them, but when we begin to choose God first, they come alive. And that, that, that confidence 
shifts us into courage. We're willing to take risks for God. We're willing to do the things he tells us to do. We're willing to say, God, if you want to keep me in Berlin for a generation for 40 years, oh, please don't. But if you want me here to build into the church and build a business, I'll do it, whatever you want me to do. It'll give you courage to do things you can't even imagine. You know, in these superpower stories, I don't know why, they, they must get together and all write from the same script. But I mean, how many of these stories where the superpower guy gets into the story and he bumps his head or something happens and he, and he gets amnesia? You've seen these movies. And for a while, he forgets who he is. He's kind of lost, you know. And as long as he, can't re- he or she can't remember who they are, they can't use their superpower. And then something happens. Usually they're about ready to fall down or something. And, and they'll get bumped again. And all of a sudden, dun, 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 dun. the guy that's going against them can see it in their eyes. They're back. They know who they are. Ah, run. I didn't even read the, write that story, but we've seen them. Don't miss this. What happened? When we get back to our identity, the strength comes. The power of God comes. He wants you and I to know who we are. So choose to trust him. Choose to put him first. And I'm telling you, I can't explain in five easy points how it happens, but there's this faith that starts to build. There's this strength that comes on us where we're confident and the promises of God become fresh and real. That's number one. Second is this. Second secret is determine that everything that's invested in you will bear fruit. Determine that everything that's been invested in you will bear fruit. Now, what am I saying? Well, we live in a world. Are you listening? Don't lean back. Lean in. Listen carefully. We live in a world that's always focused on what didn't happen right, what I didn't have growing up. And the truth is, few of us had a perfect childhood. No one. That's exactly right. No one. There, there, none of us had control over where we were born, who we were born to, how much we had, and no matter how wealthy uh, and privileged a background, there's always something missing. If I had lots of money, mom and dad were never home because they were out making the money. And, and, or they all thought that giving everything was what would fill that empty space. So we all grow up short of something. And we live in a world that focuses on what we didn't get. But the scripture says that a wise man, this is a, a Proverbs 9, 9 says, a wise person, man or woman, is someone, whenever they're instructed or taught something in life or in a classroom, or what, in life itself, whenever they're instructed, they learn from it. You hear what I'm saying? And so I've learned that one of the keys to tapping into the power of God is to focus on what did go right. Because I can look out across this room at the best-looking church in Berlin. I see people well-dressed. I see, see people that came with their hair combed, their teeth brushed, the coolest-looking shoes everywhere. I just, I'm so jealous. Some of you have shoes I want. Hide them at home. 
And all of that appearance, well, you say, that's my outward appearance. On the inside, I'm, I'm struggling. But here's my point. You're here in Berlin. Many of you are studying. Some of you had terrific jobs. Some of you work for embassies. Some of you are professionals as a dentist or doctor. And what I'm telling you is that you are here as a living testimony that someone, teachers, parents, Oma, Opa, somebody in your growing up invested in you to the point that you're here where you are. Are you listening? And so I want to challenge you, and it's a key to tapping into the power of God, is to stop focusing on what didn't happen right and begin to have a thankful spirit that says, God, I thank you for the people in my life that took care of me when I couldn't. And I am going to determine, here, here's the key, that whatever happens in life, the good, the bad, and the ugly, every situation, every person, whatever place I walk into, I am determined to have a learning, wise spirit that takes and uses everything that happens in the best possible way. I'm going to let it build into me. I, I'm, and I'm going to not focus on what didn't go right. You see, when you choose to be thankful and determine that whatever comes along, I'm going to learn something from this. Often, it's the worst stuff that we learn the most from. But the key is, there's nothing more tragic than to not learn from our mistakes. And, and I want to encourage you, the power of God is wasted on someone who never learns from the things they've missed whose focus is always what somebody else didn't do that you needed. And you've met people like this, and if it's you, let me challenge you. Get your, get your eyes off what didn't happen, and get your eyes on him who's made everything right, who will make everything right. He will take every weakness, every, every disappointment in your life, and, and will turn them around and actually use them to be a blessing to others. And so I'm talking here about an expectation that whatever's happened, I'm going to grow through it. I'm going to focus on the good. I'm going to be able to learn from people older than me, more ahead of me. I'm going to be a person who's wise and finds a way to learn from every situation that I experience. See, that, how does that have to do with the power of God, you say? Here's how. When you determine that every good and challenging thing is something you'll learn from, this releases God's power because you're not focused in putting all of your energy, all of your talking and thinking into what didn't happen, but you're saying, God, I thank you that, that I am where I am and, and for everything that's happened, some of the things that I wish hadn't happened, I'm going to trust that you're going to use them to do something even greater in me. See, and that releases the power of God. It's blocked when we choose negative thinking, focusing on what we don't have. Are you listening? That's, num that's number two. Sec the third one, third secret is that superpower living has a devotion to the house of God. Now remember, you, you say, well, I've heard that before here. You sure have. You're going to hear it all the time here. Because when I started out years and years ago as a small boy, I just went to church. My mom and dad took me. But I had to reach a point in my adult life where my wife and I had to make a choice. We didn't have to go. 
But we made a choice to get involved in a church, and we stayed there almost 30 years with three different pastors. And much of what's been a blessing in our life came out of our simple decision. We didn't make perfect decisions. We were a young couple. But one thing we got right was we knew we wanted to be in God's house. And I'm talking to a young audience. You live in a city full of choices. You don't have to be here. We even make it easy. You can, you can, in my building, when Karen and I come early in the morning to come to church, we have people coming in the building that have been out all night. Welcome to Berlin. They're getting ready to come in and go to bed. That's why we have a four o'clock service. I want them here. Forget the club. Leave earlier but plan to be here. But you have choices to make. And I'm telling you that the power of God that we are experiencing, the joy of his presence, could never be where it is without that devotion to the house of God. You see, the scripture promises that. Psalm, Psalm 84 says, those who plant themselves in the house of the Lord, it doesn't say they'll be happier it doesn't say they'll find more fulfillment in life. I love what it says. It says they will flourish. Oh, I love that word, flourish. It means you're going to be the biggest, strongest tree in the forest, right along the river of life, where you're soaking up the word of God. You have an incredible group of friends around you, opportunities to grow and serve. It's unbelievable. And when I look back on my life, most of the blessing of what I've experienced has come and rests on my life because of my devotion to the house of the Lord. If you, you know, a couple months ago, we had some friends visit us from our home church. And by the way, whenever we go back to our home there in America, we're in that church. We're, we're, we've been gone now 15 years, but we're still part of that church. They still pray for us and you. We didn't leave there and say we don't want any more. We didn't break it off. They just sent us out. They laid hands and sent us out here. Our home church and our devotion to it sent us here to, re, uh, to multiply the, the life of God and power we experienced in that place here and now. And part of the reason in this church is where it is and part of the reason it's going places we haven't yet even imagined hallelujah I'll wait for a shout is the prayers and the way we left there devoted we're still part of that family several months ago we had some friends that Karen and I met as a young couple 40 years ago and we both look better now than we did then in Jesus name but, but it was there, but they came to visit us. Just a short weekend, they were here in a service. But here's the point. It was as though we had never been apart. We, they, they watched our children grow up. They were there to cheer when they were baptized. We were there to see their children grow up. There's a connection. And I, we have so many relationships like that. In fact, can I get real with you? Hmm? One of the hardest parts of being here was leaving that. Because we grew up in a church, much like a lot of you here right now, most everyone around you is your age. We're a young church, including the senior pastors. Yeah. You're building friendships. 
I'm telling you guys, 30, 40 years from now, that won't be forgotten. There are people in your life right now who are going to be in your next season. Not everybody, but you're building something here through your devotion that's going to empower you into things you cannot imagine. We never would have thought that we'd end up here. But, but God was shaping all of that through our devotion to his house there. He saw that he could trust us with people, that we loved people that were different than us, that, that we, we would care well, that we loved the people around us. Did we do everything right? Heavens no. We made so many mistakes. But listen, you talk to people that have been here a while if you're new. One thing you will be told is, I don't know that pastor well. I don't know her well. I don't know Stephen Karen well, but I know they care for us. I know they love us. I know they pray for us. They say it, but we can tell whenever we're one-on-one. -on -one. We can hear that. See, we brought that with us because that's what we experienced from our leaders there. See, there's power in that. And so what I'm telling you is that that getting devoted to the house of God is a decision. And most of you are young. Plant yourself here. Get involved. You will never regret it. And that leads into the fourth secret. And that is, and they're related to each other. You, superpower living comes by being connected. Superman had Lois Lane. Batman had Robin. Superheroes still need other people even while they're out there saving the world. And what's true for superheroes, by the way, the big S on Superman, that, that stands for Steve. I'm convinced of it. <laughs> hey, I grew up at a time where every boy wanted to be Superman. And praise God, we can be. And Supergirl here. Come on. <laughs> we need each other. So when we're devoted to the house of God, it's not just about coming and sitting for an hour, singing a few songs and leaving. It's about connecting your life. I have never seen a person living up to their potential who's not connected. Are you listening to me? I've seen a lot of talented, creative people, people so much better at things than anyone, better musicians, whatever it might be. They're the best at things, but they made a choice over and over not to connect. They, oh, they come to church, but they're not connected. And, and one of my greatest desires, in fact, it's written down, my goal in life, my number one goal in life before God as a man, as a husband, as a father, grandfather, as a pastor, my number one goal, and I've written it out, is to, by the power of God, superpower, live, talk, have an attitude, everything I do to raise up the greatest level of potential, God-given potential in every person in my world to be the catalyst that moves you to a new level of potential. That's the spirit and the heart in these secrets. You, you will never reach your greatest potential by yourself. You need others. I don't care how talented you are. So be a part, practically, be a part of a group. We have these incredible community groups. In fact, be such a terrific community group goer. I think we can call them that. 
You'd be so awesome in that group, serving the host and so on, that, that you get asked to lead one yourself. And you never even had to volunteer. But make a decision to be connected to people. And there's a whole church full of terrific people to get to know. Number five, God's power is released through serving. Oh, that's not a secret. Oh, yes, it is. Until you step in, it's, you're missing it. See, all of those, superhero, in those superhero movies, and there's so many of them. Did you notice there's always a bad guy? They usually have the coolest looking uniform. But they're mean, they're bad, they're shooting fire, and they always look, especially at the start, like their power is greater than Spider-Man's or whoever. And, and the fact the first time, I'm telling you, it's so predictable. You just roll your eyes, you know, even as everybody's screaming. Woo! But almost every time the villain is, is given, shown up, shows up, and he almost destroys our superhero. And he kind of crawls away. Somehow somebody helps him. <laughs> Back to point, the last point. And you're going, no, there's no way. There's no way anybody can beat him. He's got superpower too. And it's even bigger and badder than the heroes. Come on. By the way, if you've never seen one of those movies, you just have to trust me. But here's the one thing every one of those villains has in common. They use their superpower only for themselves, to gain control over people, to, to take from others. It's never for others. You see, God is not going to equip you to be the powerful man or woman of God you were designed to be so you can just live happy, disconnected from others. Oh, you can talk about being a follower of Jesus, but your life isn't connected. It's not devoted to his house. And you're living with your gifts and your abilities, and your talents for yourself. And it is the most lonely, empty life. So often, the talented people in life are some of the most unhappy because they've not learned the secret that God is empowering us to turn it around and pour it out on others. So I want you to evaluate. Are you living a life of service? Because in serving others, you say, well, I'm kind of waiting. I've been praying and asking God to show me where I should serve in church. I know it's year three. It's the third year I've been praying, but we're working on this. And here's my challenge. I know that doesn't apply to anybody here. Well, maybe one or two up there in the back. No, I'm kidding. No, don't leave. Don't leave. No, I'm just kidding. No one's leaving. I'm just checking to see if you're still awake. We're almost done. <laughs> see, here's the thing. God is not going to equip you to serve or to, to have his power if you're not going to serve because that's his heart. And what happens is when you start to serve without knowing if this is what you're good at, you just come in and go, hey, wherever you need me, I'll serve. Well, that's a little dangerous. They might put me on the wrong team. I might have to show up early. But here's what happens. I've seen this happen over and over. Here's the secret. We often will discover our greatest passions and, and service in life, what we're really good at, what we really have a heart for, in serving in a way we never thought fit us. Do you hear what I'm telling you? And actually, the door opens to where we're going in serving faithfully where we are. 
I never expected to be here doing this. But there were people in our old church who saw Karen and I ministering in our small groups that saw something in us that we even didn't see ourselves. And when God called us and started to say, I want you to move to where? How about Paris? At least I took French in high school. When we started to feel a call to hear, we went to our leaders in the church that were connected to us in relationship. They said, could, could you see us doing this? And they said, oh man, yeah. We were shocked. See, God had enabled them to see, but what they had seen us is we had faithfully served in those places. Noah, why don't you come on down? Serve. It will release the power of God. Number, number six, last one. Superpower living is opened up to us by passionately pursuing God's best life now. See, God looks at your life and mine, relationships, finances, uh, your business, your study, your professions, your, your every area, every area of your life. He already has marked out for you what's best. And the challenge and the great joy of the adventure of life is to discover what those are. And in that discovery, we, we see the power of God released in every area. And the key thing is to say, God, I'm going to live honest and open before you. I only want what you want. I only want to be with the people you want me to be with. We spend time with others with the same passion. That's where you'll find them here who say, I'm only going to do that kind of takes us back to number one, doesn't it? I'm only going to honor God. I'm going to, and I'm not waiting 10 years from now to do God's best. I'm believing that he's going to reveal the best for me in every area of life right here, right now. Next is now. And so we, I'm going to keep you on the throne, Lord. I'm going to listen to what you're saying. I'm going to pray and read your word. I'm going to choose, come on, to stay in faith. Take the high road. Be quick to forgive an offense. And I'm going to treasure, God, what you treasure. What does God treasure? He treasures himself, the glory of the Lord. So I'm going to worship him. He treasures his word. Heaven and earth will pass, but my word will live forever. So I'm going to honor his word. I'm going to live by it. He treasures people. He died for them. So I'm going to love people. I'm going to treasure them the way God does. And see, as I make those choices and I put those six things, and there's certainly more, but I begin to operate, your life and mine will not stay the same. And the power of God won't just get to a certain level. It'll keep growing. It'll keep amazing you. And so my challenge to you is to put them into practice. I'm going to challenge you that today is the day Today is the day to step into new levels in all six of those areas. No matter where you are here today, make a determination in your spirit. Lord, I want these secrets to become a reality to me in Jesus' name. And if you receive that, say amen. Pray with me. Father, I pray right now that you'd stir in the spirit of every person a greater desire to know you more, to be more filled with you, the very things we sang earlier. And Lord, I pray you would release your power as we are willing to honor you and, and to live devoted to your house and connected to others. These very simple truths 
Let them take root in the heart of every person for your glory.